In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. The biggest topic Hello. in U.S. news and politics is my wedding, right? <laughs> I am. I mean, that's what I want to talk about. That's in you my know, brain. The, the news, thankfully, is a little bit slow. It has calmed itself Sammy. down. So can, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm not going to say that. Um, I literally think it is in our chats one time where it's like, we were like, don't tempt the news gods. Then it was like, Dobbs overturned. <laughs> yeah, that did actually happen. Yeah. Or a shooting. <laughs> I think both oh, have happened. We've been doing this right. a long time. We, yeah, years now. But um, I mean, don't worry. We're with you for the midterms, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I mean, the only crazy thing that could happen is if there's something that impacts like domestic travel d- dramatically, which, you know, you never know. I, I don't think Hurricane Ian's still coming up here, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, okay, so your wedding. It's on Sunday. We're incredibly excited. Politically themed. Um <laughs> Not, not themed, but you there's know, just one area thoughts. that is that I I had some fun with, and I added some like political. My seating chart too. My seating chart isn't political, but there are some things that I have like not been. I've been like oversharing about the wedding. Political, Amanda. That's very true. That is very true. I have my seating chart done. So if anything changes in the next week, we're gonna just that that'll be between me and you. If you're listening, just text me. It's not gonna be. <laughs> external phasing that is set. Uh, but yeah, I have some time to add. Like I sent you the 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 thing that I'm excited about that I think will be like the set post, but I think yeah. I'm going to even exte- like expand on it because I bought the stuff in bulk anyway and I got lots of material. So I think I'm going to do like a dozen more. I think there's like, I mean, I'm excited to see how the sup wedding announcement mm. turns out. I mean, we got to do a collab between Betcha's Brides and mm-hmm. Betcha's Sup. Um, it's going to yes. be really exciting. I am incredibly excited to see some photos and, um, I'm sorry to get know. excited talking about it. Cause usually I'm just like spinning in my head about it. Like, but now everything's sort of like finalized and it's, it's fun because, you know, a lot of times it's like, so this is how you hold a microphone. I don't know if you're comfortable with a microphone. Are you comfortable with a microphone? It's really fine. If you're not, here's how to use a microphone. And I'm like, you know, I think I got it. I You're think like, actually, aware. are you comfortable with a microphone? <laughs> are you? Right, they were like, they were just very delicately like, it's really okay if you're shy, but it might make sense for you to say a few words. And I'm like, listen, it's going to be like, 59 like, to 60 people there. Luckily, more more people than that listen to the show. I'll be I'll be fine, more. even though I have to see them. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, I say a few words all the time on a microphone. <laughs> I could right. teach you a few things about the microphone. Oh, yes, I can transition um, slightly yeah. with a yeah without having to do any commentary or analysis. That'll be great. That'll be easy. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for you. I think this is going to be just just a wonderful, wonderful time. And you know, this week. So I mean, we're hoping for a slow news week for Amanda's sake this week. Um, and mine, it's easier to do the morning announcements. Totally, what shit is going on? <laughs> um, we're just less stressful. But 
Yeah, I feel like the week before, once you have everything like done and set and there's nothing more to worry about, it's like you almost want time to like slow down so you can savor the excitement. I'm there. Yeah. I don't know if like that's that's Yeah, I'm just – it's so interesting because I'm a person who really complains a lot about being really stressed. And the moment I finish my list, I am so bored and I'm like, well, what's the point of existing if I'm not – like reaching my optimal potential of extremes at all times. So like, I think I'm getting used to that now. It's like, just because you're not actively doing anything right now, does it mean you forgot something? Like everybody says, I I just have an interesting sort of curiosity about it now because everybody has told me something goes wrong. Something usually maybe, maybe not um, inconsequential goes wrong. So I'm just sort of like, oh, I wonder what it is. Like, should we take bets? Like, honestly, it's going to be like, yeah, oh, that's that's so funny. Yeah, no, things will go wrong. I had so many things go wrong at my wedding, and like, really, I could, yeah, like dozens of things. Yes, yeah. and like none of it, I don't think about any of it to this day. Um, or you know, it doesn't. It ultimately isn't going to matter. Certainly, but nobody else does. Yeah. That is fun. You could take bets. You could predict what's going to go. That wrong. would make it kind of fun when it happens, like an in joke with me and Mike. Like something will, yeah, kind of, kind of, like catastrophically will go wrong. We're like, ha. You owe me 10 bucks. Or it might be something that you like thought would be a problem that you literally don't care about. Like you're saying um, the, you know, the- The the, weather. We were saying before, I'm a little bit, I was anticipating, we were scheduling around climate crisis October. It never occurred to me that it would be less than, you know, 73 degrees during my ceremony. But it's going to be, it's going to be a high of 60. You know, the hottest moment of the day will be 60 degrees. Lowest will be 44. We're hoping that 44 comes. Yeah. (laughs) But- um. It'll be end. fine. I, listen, it doesn't look like there's rain right now, so I would much rather have cold than rain. And there are solutions to people being cold. I'm just like, for Jackets, some reason, for I'm one. just like trying to avoid one person being like, oh, it's a little cold. But it's like, that's not my, I can't do that. Can, can I tell you something? It could be the perfect temperature, and there will still be someone saying that, that it's a little cold. <laughs> It'll so be like, me. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, I would be still, that's the thing. Like, everything can go perfect, and there will be complaints, but like, that's not your fucking problem. They're not going to exactly. explain to you. Everyone's going to be very careful to not hurt your feelings in any way. Yeah. So accept yeah. that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a good. Sounds good. That works for me. I will. I will be back. Uh, I will be back. We're off Monday. Monday is a company holiday, but we will have. It's Indigenous People's Day. We will have. And then I just started getting in my head because I was like, I thought everybody had that off, but I think it's only like fifty percent of my guests have it off. But it's like really? again, very intimate ceremony. I only invited like if you're coming, you adore me, and it's not a big deal. You're also uh, in the city. Yeah. Let's see if I can make every every single segment of this podcast about my wedding. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, can we get that sponsored by somebody? <laughs> uh, will we, be, we will be here on Monday. We will have an episode for you on Monday, and I will be back on Tuesday. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift, because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of 
gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Uh, So our first story today, somebody else who is spending, I feel like I have also spent $1.2 million in the past week (laughs) on various bridal detritus. See, I can do it. Kim Kardashian (laughs) agreed to pay $1.2 million from her estimated $1.8 billion net worth, which I didn't know she had her net worth was that high. Anyway, to settle SEC charges for failing to disclose that she was paid to promote a cryptocurrency on Instagram. So she also agreed as part of this fine and this penalty not to promote crypto assets for three years. To rewind a bit, in June 2021, Kim Kardashian wrote to her 250 million Instagram followers, just like a really, are you into crypto? This is not financial advice, but sharing what my friends just told me about the Ethereum Max token. This is all caps too. It's weird, like Trump true social energy. She was paid $250,000 for that post, which will now cost her $1.2 million. So the penalty specifically is that she has to pay back the $250 that she earned plus interest, which brings it to like two sixty, dollars And then there's a million dollar fine on top of that. I have so many questions here. I have had this question. I think many people have this question, which we will start with. Why do the Kardashians still do Instagram spawn con? Why oh would she God, do this anything isn't even for like, $250,000? This isn't even the tackiest thing she does. I know. This is like, <laughs> this is, they do those fucking giveaways. Like, you know what? Good, good. I'm glad they're, they finally flew too close to the sun. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, there's no SEC for Louis Vuitton giveaways, but like, you know, at least sometimes... Don't get too close to the financial services, Kim. I mean, why would she do this? Okay. I think there's – I don't understand this. Look, I, I I love money. I love shopping. I love spending money. I like spending money a lot. But I don't really understand – I think when people – who with people who are like billionaires, I think there is like – it's more than just like – oh, like what I can get for this money and like what I can get for myself. I think there is like a fixation on increasing the number that is and like a status that comes with literally just like stacking money on top of your pre-existing money. Mm -hmm. And like it becomes about how much you can collect. And if you have to, if you can get paid for for your assistant typing 15 words on Instagram, you can make $250,000 on that. And you then like invest that into some shit. Yeah, you like churn. Yeah, you're going to be it. like at that point, like you're just adding it to your pile of money that's earning so much interest that it's like all part of that strategy. Like, I don't get it. I don't get why like Kyle Richards does ads for detox tea when like her husband's selling like $50 million homes. Like, I don't get any of this, but yeah. there has to be some reason. That- with Kardashian, with Kim yeah. specifically, I feel like in the crypto one, if I were that famous, I would probably go to my mom, Chris, and be like, I want to be a- in the crypto space. But why why would you do it for free if you're Kim K? I'd be like, go find me a brand to help me post on crypto. You know, like I want to be in that space. Like, why would you do anything for free? It's like if you're an influencer and you want anything, you're first going to ask, is there any brand that will just send me this? So I wonder if that's part of it too. They're just like, why not take a couple hundred thousand dollars for something you're going to pursue anyway? 
Well, my guess is there's also like a social element to it, especially considering like the timing of when she was involved in this. Like, I don't think it was just like, oh, I want to like be in crypto because I care about this like hypothetical money. And like, I think there was like a cachet to celebrities being part of crypto. And so it was like both getting the shine of the sheen of being part of this crypto trend and like having her name mentioned among like Elon Musk and Paris Hilton and like all these like financial people. And like, why not take $250,000? Like, I, I don't know. To to me, it's like, there's things I won't do for too little money. Cause it's like, totally. that's not worth the ultimate impact for that amount of money. Mm-hmm. But With Kim, I think there's so many other calculations that go into it where it's like, now I'll be – oh, Kim Kardashian believes in crypto. Like, who knows what other back-end things she was maybe getting from that is another piece. And, like, maybe it's about the perception by other people in financial services. Like, she's also recently launched a law firm, a private equity firm. Like, she's trying to get into more, quote-unquote, legitimate-seeming businesses that aren't just, like, consumer products Mm -hmm. and – selfies. Right. She's probably willing to like do something for a discount if it works for the brand she's trying to build, her new era. I mean, a lot of people have pointed out that she's just starting this private equity fund and now she like suddenly is like very thin with long blonde hair and is like looking like (laughs) Elizabeth Holmes, where she has spent most of her career appropriating how black women look, but she's so easily like, so this really seems like something that just like very easily... um, and even yeah. the way she sort of handled this, she was like, we're very happy to have found a prompt resolution and to have worked together on this. Yeah, because when you have at one point almost $2 billion, paying a little more than $1 million yes. is literally not going to do anything to her. So, like, it was probably worth – so, yeah, so she – whatever, exactly. she technically had a loss on the, the crypto post. But my assumption is that she achieved a much bigger gain by having her name mentioned amongst, like – a financial services conversation as one of the celebrities who was in crypto. Even Kim Kardashian is pushing crypto. Like it's an occupational hazard. Disclose, like, yeah, yeah, they don't disclose ads all the time. And they're like, I have enough money to pay a fine, which is I mean, a tech a theme in tech, the tech industry. Exactly. We talk about it all the time. Lots of industries yeah. and businesses. They're like, we would rather break the laws and then pay the fines. That allows us to operate more economically and make and make more money than if we actually had to hire the people to adhere to the regulations. So it's just sort of seems like right. a proportions you know, game. Not to bring an extra extra, but we talk about this sort of um, in, in uh, my extra extra episode with um, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse because before Ooh. he became like Mr. Court Capture – and you know, exposed this whole scheme around dark money in the course. He his um right like his previous crusade was, I guess, like was um regulatory capture. Mm-hmm. And he basically describes how like regulatory agencies were mm-hmm. are held captive to the industries that they're supposed to regulate because yeah. you have a revolving door of people going who are like, I understand how this industry works. Now I'm gonna regulate it. And then the regulators basically make regulations that are like essentially fake, you know. They help the industries that they're supposed to be regulating. And then you end up with things like spines that are easily payable, especially when you consider like how much more profit you could make by breaking the thing, breaking the law that you're being fined for. So all of that is like a fascinating topic to me, how like 
people who are out to make profits can just ignore regulations because they're toothless. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really or interesting- can be bought, yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of a a piece of that extra, extra episode, which brings in cool. the court stuff yeah. into context. Really interesting. Um, obviously all into that stuff. Anyway, yeah. your wedding. <laughs> Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. It is Monday. The people having the ultimate Monday, there is big back-to-school energy in the Supreme Court. Thoughts are with Elena Kagan and Sonia Sotomayor, and of course, now Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson. Such a sort of dissonant picture of these guys sort of like these bros just coming back, plus Amy, to work like they didn't just spend last quarter completely eviscerating our rights, but then also this incredibly historic moment of, of Katanji Brown-Jackson joining the court. And as we're sort of looking at the cases that they're going to take, like Voting Rights Act related and some other democracy ones, it is just so unbelievable that a black woman has not had a say in these matters for, you know, 280 years. It's just By so shameful. Yeah. So the Supreme Court, like I said, they return today. They always return the first Monday in October. They are not very popular this year. So I wanted to start with some polling about them because as we said, they had an eventful last term. I mean, Dobbs was just wasn't even it. I mean, there was so much happening. Remember, like the next day, they did something like also oh, unprecedented. According to a new Gallup poll out last week, less than half of Americans say they have a great deal or a fair amount of trust in the judicial branch. So, less than half of Americans say that they trust the Supreme Court. This has dropped by twenty percentage points since two years ago, and it's by far the lowest level of trust in the Supreme Court since Gallup started polling on this. It tracks. I mean, I feel like it's like a, a great tragedy that the Supreme Court doesn't really. Uh, a lot of people don't see it as legitimate, but they did it to themselves. Well, they're quite brazen. That's the yeah. thing. Um, they're not even like pretending to be neutral. That's and what the truth is, they don't, but the thing is, they don't, they know that they don't need to be. They're taking, exactly. they started taking cases for questions. And again, this is in the extra, extra episode. Sorry, I keep mentioning it. This is my Amanda's wedding for this episode. <laughs> um, they've started taking cases that aren't even, and answering questions that haven't even been explicitly asked of the court. Like that is how brazen they have become with their rulings. And like, 
and because they know that there's no accountability. They know that this 6-3 Supreme Court is going to be very hard to overcome, barring a sudden death. Even yeah. then, they still have a solid cushion, two mm-hmm. sudden deaths, um, barring a, a, the, the political will to change the balance of the court, which – uh, mm, I don't see it happening. Does anyone great. else? Um, <laughs> no. So they don't even need to like hide anymore. And they, because again, part of their strategy is to codify minority rule through their decisions. Like you said, they have a Voting Rights Act case. They've already, they've already like taken a hammer to the Voting Rights Act, and they intend to do more. I um, mean, yeah. And so they're going to try to make continue to make it more difficult for the court to ever be rebalanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus. That sucks to think about. So let's talk about that one because that's the one that they're having uh, oral arguments on tomorrow. And they're looking – it concerns Alabama's congressional map, but it's specifically another challenge to Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. So Alabama's congressional map has seven districts and only one has a majority of black voters. But black residents make up 27% of the state's total population. So that's that's pretty meaningful. That's you know a fourth to a third. So – People, a lower court said this map, it's not going to work. This is the map. I think they've previously only had a single uh, black majority district, but that was probably a problem too. So a lower court said this map doesn't allow black residents of the state to elect candidates of their choice to ensure that they have enough representation. They're able to choose their members of Congress. So draw another majority black district. Activists are not super hopeful. And then the Supreme Court said, okay, actually, you can keep your map while we consider that. Well, we consider this. So that map is in effect, the one with the one district. Activists are not super hopeful about this because it hinges on the same part of the Voting Rights Act that Chief Justice John Roberts was very happy to do away with in 2013. Remember, he wrote the – I didn't remember. I was reminded this morning. <laughs> he wrote the the, uh, the opinion. He was happy to get rid of this. So supporters of the map say that the Alabama Attorney General is basically like, this is the map that we always have. He's trying to make a case that like actually forcing us to consider race in this way – would be unconstitutional. One of those cases that looks like we know how it's going to turn out. I mean, Roberts, uh, Roberts, when they took this up, the Chief Justice, Chief Justice Roberts said, let's let the map stay. But I think we should take up this case. So that's sort of interesting that he was like, let it stay for now. But I think this is a question, a question worth answering. I might be wrong, but my guess is that like that is worse than if he just changed that map. Am I wrong. Like it's because they're, I assume they're going to come up for, with a reasoning that will then be applicable to other right, maps. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that will right, be right. harmful. Yeah. Is that, Probably. do you think that's, I I mean, we can't know. Well, I guess we'll find well, he out. He said, he was <laughs> like, I see nothing wrong with like, he was basically like the legal argument that the lower Kate made like is sound. It works for me. But okay. it's interesting that, that, that he Stim was like, so for that reason, let let it stay, but we're also going to talk about it later. It just seems like if, if you're cool with it, then why you got to talk about it again that, later? You that, know, that's, it's like what if your boss was like, "Yeah, that can that 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 email can go out, but you're fired." Is, but I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, pretty much. That's, pretty much. That, that's what that's I think what Senator Whitehouse was trying to convey when he was saying that they're taking questions that they haven't even been so asked. Funny. Yeah, which is we should so do a video about that. Deeply that activist. Yeah. I do a video. I, yeah. It is so deeply activist that it is just – it's just on a completely other level. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it seems like in this they're trying to like do away with really any reason that the states would have any interest or ability to consider uh, redressing racial injustice, injustice via voting rights or just ensuring it doesn't continue to be suppressed. And that seems to be like John Roberts' main issue is that he's like, no, 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 no problem, no racism at all. It's cool. Everybody's fine. Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure that law still is in effect where you can't give anybody water in Georgia if they're in line. Oh, Like God. we didn't do anything to fix that. What if we send waters to the voters in Georgia? <laughs> that just themed water. Bring models. it with you. <laughs> and people, and we cover bail. Yeah. No, they oh, just like have the water. Crushable. No, they have yeah. the water. Like they have, we sent it. They don't, you know, they, they don't need it because we sent it. it. Yeah. You know, they just have to remember to bring it. Precisely. I don't know how, how we can help them. Maybe we and can it send it last. It has to last six hours. We <laughs> <laughs> can send those giant so, jugs. This is not economical <laughs> at all. <laughs> Let's talk about the men who put us all in this situation, Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell. You would think they're watching this, this Supreme Court term cast in their dream image. We never mentioned this, but like affirmative action, probably gone, probably gone after this term. A lot of bad stuff is going to happen. That's wild to think about. I know, but they are fighting. Trump is low-key threatening Mitch McConnell on True Social. So on Saturday night, Trump posted, I'll read a part of the statement, is McConnell approving all of these trillions of dollars worth of Democrat-sponsored bills? What's he talking about? Does he know He's talking Senate about the works? government. He's talking about normal oh, a normal thanks. vote to fund the government like we have all the time. That's okay. what he's talking about. Great. I'll continue to pause for annotations if needed without even the slightest bit of negotiation uh, because he hates Donald J. Trump or is he doing it because he believes in the fake and highly destructive Green New Deal? What? And is will take the country down with him in any event, either reason is acceptable. He has a death wish. And that is the thing that people are really upset about. In addition to the next part where Trump makes like a very racist reference to Elaine Chao, who is uh, Mitch McConnell's wife and was also Trump's own <laughs> secretary of transportation until the insurrection when she was like, I got a piece out now, um, calls her, quote, Coco Chow. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the McConnells clearly have a line and that is fascism and the Trump doesn't yeah. like that that's their line. And as much as, I mean, I imagine it's hard though, because like, why wouldn't he just be like, yeah, I'm pro, I'm on Liz Cheney's team. He, you know, I think in reality they have a line. They won't necessarily draw it, um, you know, publicly, but their line is the coup. Um, but they also yeah. won't do anything about it. So there's. Yeah, I mean, elect, well, I, I feel like, and I don't know if this is in there, or this is in the full statement, but I wonder, I don't know if you mentioned like the Electoral Count Act, but isn't Mitch McConnell like open oh, to that? Yes, like he's, he's actually working that. with Nancy and Chuck for that. And that's like yes. a very, you know, minor tweak to address what happened January 6th, but would close a pretty big loophole that those insurrectionists thought that they could exploit. I Maybe mean, Trump's pissed about that too. He's definitely pissed about that. I don't think that was in that truth post um <laughs> but but um in that truth but truth i think he, truth i think he <laughs> is upset about that because i mean here's the thing the elect the changes to the electoral count act they're fine but they're sort of like not allowing liquids on a plane and making you take your shoes off like it's that type of reaction where it's like it's not saying like no coup ever it's like no coup in this particular method yeah yeah and yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah. do our best to make sure you can't coup like how you tried last time again you would think americans might figure out that we should try to get ahead of the next step but i i don't know i can't speak to our lawmakers or the ones who are able to get what their agenda's done um yeah i this is 
I'm sure Trump is definitely mad about that. Um, even though it's like a very basic precaution. Uh, yeah. It's, it's essentially it's just saying I've this seen... law is real. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. They're just sort of matters. Like, right. They're not even passing some cool new innovative election protections. Just like, hey, like, please By ask for my last email. <laughs> it isn't this ask is for my last email, this. Bill. It is. How, but, dare um, you, how dare you bump yeah. that email, Mitch? How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> right. People are like really, I don't know what people are feeling about this. It's just whenever Trump says something like this, there's They're like a about the death Wall Street wish Journal comment. Republicans are like, this, every Republican has to disavow him now. And it's like, no, they. It, it's going to cost them nothing if they don't. So. Yeah, no, they're, the concern is the death wish comment, and, like, it goes to this whole piece of, like, stochastic terrorism. Like, I mean, yeah, this yeah. is, I think, a little bit more even explicit than him, like, kind of encouraging people to get Mike Pence on January 6th. But it's, like, the same implication where it's, like, why are you bringing death into this at all? Like, why would he have a death wish? Because he's fun, he's doing his job at the bare minimum. Like, it's Right, you're not saying, it, like, a certain, like, um... He's really just, doing this with the Iranian policy. You know, it's like right. nothing involved with these funding the governments uh, involves lethal force or threats of death. Half the tweet is a lie. It's truth. The truth <laughs> is a lie. Half the truth the is a truth lie. Is a lie. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. All truth but is a lie. What, what does stick out is that like people are already thinking, people were willing to hang Mike Pence in 2020. So when they're hearing, you know, these things build, it's like a little suggestion that like death, McConnell wants death. Like it all just sort of builds into these people who are like, I am down to kill the government for the sake of Donald J. Trump. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, he said, let's take a walk down to the Capitol together. You know, like it's the same. It's the same energy. Yeah. That is our show. Please remember to rate and review if you love the show. It means the world. And of course, uh, stick around for a few minutes after today's show because we are going to include a few minutes of that uh, much-cited interview with Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. We stan. What else is in the episode? Um, So in the episode that I did with him on Extra Extra is really like a very, very deep dive into how the courts were captured over the past like five decades, how there's essentially like he calls it a covert operation or a cabal that has gone about capturing the courts. And it wasn't, you know, overnight. It was very systematic. It's been done systematically. It's been done through a lot of shady means. Yeah. Let's let's play that clip for our audience. Let's start with the money, which makes it all go round. The best things in life are free. But you can give them to the birds and bees. I want the money. The Communal Deposit Box for Anonymous Donations for Court Capture is an organization called Donors Trust, or the Donors Capital Fund. They've been dubbed the right wing's dark money ATM by people other than me. It's actually on their Wikipedia page. For the fact that they take a massive number of anonymous donations and disperse them amongst various conservative and libertarian organizations. Here's how Senator Whitehouse describes the operations of Donors Trust. Some of the more persistent ones, like Donors Trust has uh, staff that manage the transfer of funds. What the donors trust uh, operation is, is a great big right-wing identity laundering operation. So that if you're a big donor and you wanna make a big contribution to a political uh, campaign, um, indirectly of course, through an independent expenditure or a super PAC, or if you want to fund a climate denial group without people knowing who you are, 
or if you want to engage in the court capture stuff without people knowing what business you have before the court, you then go to donors trust and you indicate to them where you'd like the money to go. And they turn around and send the money to the uh, appropriate location. And it arrives in the reporting of the receiving group as a, a gift from donors trust, which tells nobody anything. So it's at all levels. It's not just like, because most people know the Federalist Society and you think like, okay, you're in a pipeline there, but it goes, there's so much more to it. The Federalist Society I see as like a mask for the whole thing, but there's so much more to it Mm -hmm. than the Federalist Society, but they provide cover in a lot of ways. Um, You'll, it, that all is definitely explained there. There's a whole piece on the Federalist Society in there um, and similar organizations like it that are less, you know, common or, or well-known. And But the the comments that he we talked about after this episode were things that didn't make it into that, into Extra Extra. Right. And I asked him about Ginny Thomas um, cool. and what was the other thing? Brett Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. And um, so those were, those were the pieces that I saved for this interview. And um, we just like a nice five minutes. I hope you enjoy it. Love Senator Sheldon Whitehouse. He, I think, is my, I think he's my second favorite senator. No Mm -hmm. offense. My first would be Liz Warren. Of course. Obviously. (laughs) That's natural. And here's Sammy with Senator Sheldon Whitehouse talking about Supreme Court capture. So there are still questions around Brett Kavanaugh and accusations about, you know, personal details about his finances, debts that he had had repaid. Do you believe there's any potential to explore Kavanaugh's position further that would actually put his position on the court into any sort of jeopardy? I think that um, he's on the court. Um, The only manner of removing him is impeachment. Impeachment requires a super majority in the Senate. Um, And the most important thing to the dark money folks that put him onto the court um, is to keep him on the court. And they are also, I believe, the dark money forces who put huge amounts of money into the so-called independent expenditures and super PACs, um, you know, tens of millions of dollars out of whack um, that support the Republican Senate political operation. So there's an alignment between the funding of uh, the senators who would have to vote to remove um, Judge Kavanaugh um, and the funders of the operation that secured his appointment to the court. So to me, that means that the odds of getting that requisite supermajority to convict are practically nil. But I persist, nevertheless, at looking at why and how the FBI botched the investigation, because that remains a recurring problem for us in the Senate. Uh, If the FBI will step aside and let the White House come in and run an investigation without anybody knowing that the FBI has broken its rules and not followed its procedures and allowed the White House to make all the decisions uh, and then didn't say so. They tried to make it look as if their uh, Kavanaugh background investigation was perfectly normal and thorough and done by their rules. Right. I mean, hopefully one day we'll have some answers to that. Um, but to to a more relevant uh, or a more presently relevant person, Ginny Thomas, um, 
since the Supreme Court has the ability to investigate itself, can you talk about what the lack of an investigation into Ginny Thomas, despite the recent reporting about her attempts to interfere with the election, says about the governance of the court? Yes. Well, we know two things. Um, One is that the court has indicated that it wants to control the ethics supervision of its own members. It said that plainly. And two, that it has the ability to um, perform investigations when it wishes to, which was shown by the investigation that the Chief Justice launched into how the Alito abortion decision draft got leaked. So if those two things are true, they can do investigations and they want to manage their own ethics stuff, then there's a big hole where they could be investigating the key fact question that would illuminate whether Justice Thomas should have recused himself in the abortion and the uh, insurrection investigation cases. And that is how much he knew of his wife's activities um, when he participated in those decisions. Because there is a point at which your spouse's activities um, require that you step aside for reasons of conflict of interest or appearance of conflict in a decision. And the chief justice has shown no interest yet in performing that investigative step which throws into doubt the sincerity of the um, claim to want to supervise their own members' ethics. Is there any going to assert that uh, if you're going to assert that authority, you got to exercise that authority and not bothering to investigate an obvious, very investigatable fact is uh, not a good signal. Is there any recourse for that? For the American people, or is it just a solely a Roberts decision? No, the recourse for that is a very simple one. It's to establish uh, an alternative ethics review for the Supreme Court uh, by statute, um, because they have been unwilling to clean up their own mess. And I think this is a pretty strong signal of whether they can be trusted to clean up their own messes or not, or whether. Uh, an ethics uh, regime of some kind um, is in order. And so I'm pressing for a stronger and more independent ethics regime to which the Supreme Court would have to abide. That is our show. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Badges of Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.